Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm the producer, David Lally, and I'm excited to share this episode of Brian, recorded live at Buffini & Company's Mastermind Summit. This personal growth event is packed with inspiring content from Brian and his guest speakers, which this year includes author Chris Hogan and Olympian Apollo Ono. Visit buffiniandcompany.com slash mm to learn more and check out a free resource at the end of today's content. In the meantime, let's dive in. For those of you new and for those of you not new, I've made a fortune by teaching the same clients the same thing for about 25 years. (laughs) He said I should write personal notes. You know, I'm 17 years. I just got it. I just got it. I don't know. Did he ever cover that before? So we talk about the five circles, and for those of you who know, obviously those five circles, it's a, it's a curriculum, it's a content, it's also the logo of the company. And it represents spiritual, your relationships, your vocation, your financial life, your personal life. So we'll fill in a few on these, and as we give it more depth, okay, give it more clarity as you go to write goals, it's, it's about your faith and it's about your values, okay? And your relationship, it's about your family and about your friends. In your vocation, it's about your business and career. In your financial life, I like to differentiate it between your budget and your finances. Your budget is what controls the money. The finances is what grows the money. And then on the personal circle, that's your physical life, working out, eating right, taking care of yourself, getting the appointments, getting the doctor visits, doing the whole thing, and your emotional life, okay? And it's easy. It's easy to get busy. It's easy to get busy. I actually made a commitment this year. I said, okay, I'm going to work on some things I hadn't done for a long time. And uh, so I, I, you know, I had LASIK surgery. You guys know that story I've told many times. But I had LASIK surgery years ago, so I have not been to an optician in 18 years. Because I'm like, oh, I I can see good. Like, you know. And I, I, you know what, I'm going to get my eyes checked. Went there, and it turns out there's other reasons to get your eyes checked. (laughs) And now I can read again. I went to a dermatologist. Now, I've always heard the phrase that Irish people are the reason uh, God made dermatologists. I live in San Diego. I'm not a big fan of sunscreen, so what could go wrong? (laughs) But it was like one of these things. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Just haven't done these basic things. Go there and they go, hey, you got a little something on your nose we need to take care of. And by the way, it's been there quite some time. Oh, that's good. So sure enough, they readjusted. Now, it's hard to improve on this, but you know. And so, little things. And so, I've been doing all of these things, and it's like, I'm like, where was I? How did I miss those things? And it's just, so sometimes it's big stuff, sometimes it's little stuff. Are you guys with me? And they can be both lists, and they can be also be goals. So, the goal was, hey, I'm great at taking care of my properties, and I'm great at taking care of my automobiles. I got I to gotta take care of myself the way I do these things that are all going to end up in a dumpster one day. You follow? And so, okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get, so I said, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the works. Okay? Ship to shore. I'm going to start taking care of myself like that. And I started making lists and doing things. It's like, okay. And as you start doing that, then the next thing you know, you start seeing improvement in other areas. I know some of you have been coming for 20 years, but the key with the five circles is that any action you take in any one of the five circles will get you momentum. And momentum is one of the key ingredients for how you feel about what you're doing. On your day-to-day life, if you feel like 
you got momentum, it's a good thing. When you feel like you're stuck, it's one of the worst things. Would you guys agree? It's one of the reasons why many times when we're, we're actually making progress, but it doesn't feel like we're making momentum or don't have any momentum, oftentimes we quit before we should. So what, what the deal with the five circles is, let's say you make a little progress in your, in your vocational life, your career. The momentum in that circle spins the wheel. So what it does, it, it can give a little momentum to the other four circles. You can grow spiritually and it can give the other, you can get healthier. You know, if you, you, when you go through periods of time where you take care of your body, maybe you, go, you do a fast, maybe you do a, a, a green drink deal for 21 days or vegetables only for 21 minutes, you know, those kinds of things. And all of a sudden you feel a little better and you start working out and getting the exercise. But does it have a positive effect on other things, yes or no? Yeah, you feel better about yourself. You have a little more energy. Well, guess what? Your relationships start going better. Oh, he's in a much better mood lately. She's in a much better mood lately. No, no, you are. And so it starts to affect. Next thing you know. So this circle over here, the physical circle starts going better. Next thing you know, the emotional circle starts going a little better. And so each one has a knock-on effect. This is the power. Listen, this is why when people... Have you ever heard the phrase, people have gone into a spiral? Have you ever heard that phrase? That is negative momentum. That's the circles all working against one another. And now it spirals down. Here's the great news. Listen up. This is the gift. Any movement in any one of the five circles will affect all five. And all five is you as a person. Any momentum in any one of the five circles affects all five. And so this is the great reason to have hope. This is a great reason to have encouragement that things can change, that you can change, that things can be better. You might be, you might be going through a terrible time relationally right now, and that might have to play itself out for a while. Well, guess what? Maybe it's time to really take care of yourself physically. Are you with me? And that will ultimately impact this over here. And that's what we're going to do. I watch Augmandino videos, to be honest, I'd say at least every 10 days since I first read his books in 1986. So I'm going to paraphrase a video I've watched many, many times, and it's ultimately Og's number one rule for success. And he says, see like the laws of nature, the laws of gravity, the laws of physics, the true principles of success have been with us for thousands of years, and they have never, never changed. These old principles will work for you, or they'll work against you. Whether you're a salesperson, an executive, a coach, an athlete, a taxi cab driver, a parent, it doesn't matter what you're doing. But we're living in a crazy age, aren't we? We're living in an age that sometimes seems to be traveling faster than the speed of light. We're all working for fast answers. We feel we need a fast answer to everything. We have to solve this problem right away, that problem right away. Everything's moving so fast. We're looking for quick fixes, easy solutions, elevators to success. And in looking for these fast answers, because that's what we think we need, we've become so blinded to the old principles that have always worked and will always work, even though they're right there, right underneath our noses. We don't see them anymore, and so they become what people call secrets. The most important secret of success that Og had to learn the hard way is that life is a game. It's precious, it's holy, it's beautiful, but it's a game. And you can't play in that game with any chance of success unless you know the rules. Life is a game. Here's what I found about the game. 
is that most people when it comes to the game of life are spectators. That's why reality TV took off. Because we can live vicariously through someone else's life. You watch reality TV, you can actually feel better about your own life. Hey, we're screwed up, but we're not that. The pros are on the field in the game. The pros. The other folks pay to get in and watch. And they get to complain about the pros. They criticize the pros. And then they go home. We want to be a pro at the game of life. We want to be in the game. It's a game and we got to know the rules of the game. In a minute we're going to write some goals because you're going to define what winning a game is for you individually and personally. The next principle, and this was of all the principles that I have learned from Ogmandino, this has been and continues to be the hardest one for me. I have, here's the deal, I have learned to deal with this in a way that I never actually thought I would ever be able to get to, and that is ultimately the ability to learn to deal with failure. You can use it to motivate you in the short term, but it ends up being the process isn't so great, and it certainly tends not to be so great for anybody else. And as a leader, whether it's a leader of your home or your company or whatever else, when you are just you apoplectic about making mistakes yourself, people around you are afraid to make mistakes, and when people around you are afraid to make mistakes, you don't get their best. And I've been at all stages of this. Every time I speak, it, what gets me fired up is I go watch Ogmandino videos. If you've ever heard me speak before, that's what I was listening to at 5 o'clock in the morning when I woke up. This one I've listened to, and I would say it's only in the past couple of years have I really gotten the depth of what he was talking about. So I want to give this to you so you can get it faster than I got it. Are you with me? I never really believed. I heard the words, but I didn't know it, that one of the key ingredients to success is how you embrace the seasons and the experiences of failure and to turn them into your gift. Another great truth from the past, if you want to succeed, you have to learn to live with failure. Mistakes, blunders, defeats, we can't avoid them. We all make them. But if you let them make you gun shy so that once you stumble, you're afraid to get up and try again, you're making a terrible mistake. Mark Twain used to tell the story of the tough old cat who one day jumped up on a hot stove and burned his belly. Well, that cat never jumped up on a hot stove again. But you know what? That cat never jumped up on a cold stove again either. So many times, experience is overrated, and it's even harmful if it prevents you from trying again. Got to try again. I'll persist until I succeed. That failure is the seed of success. The great golfers, typically they won't hit two bad shots back to back. They'll hit a bad shot, but they won't hit them back to back. Um, and that's the key. What can we learn from it? Here's the key. I gave you the tip this morning on how to learn from failure. And again, I, I was under my nose and I'd been doing it for a long time, and I, but I didn't get it. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like writing notes and doing calls and doing Popeyes, you know what I mean? And it's, remember we talked about reflecting on how the day went? One of the dynamics to reflect is what didn't go so well. And what didn't go so well is not just to write it down, but it's like, okay, what can I learn from that? What did I try that didn't go so well? 
You know, if you already, if you already know, if you, if you say, you write out a goal and you already know how to do it and you know everything involved and it doesn't make you nervous or scared, that's not a, that's not a goal, that's a to-do list. So when you write a goal, you're going to do things you don't, by nature, know how to do. I don't know how to do it. In fact, how am I going to do that? How am I going to pay for that? How's that going to work? It's what kills a goal. We're going to put a man on the moon and bring him safely to Earth by the end of the decade. Kennedy made that speech before America had even managed to get a rocket off the ground without it imploding. We didn't know how, they didn't know how they were going to do it, but once he said it, all right, that's the goal. We're all in. And by golly, they did it. So that reflection that you do, how did the day go? What went well? What didn't go so well? That's one of your keys. What do I need to learn from that? I'm going to do it again. Okay. How many of you in your early days of real estate, let's say had a few presentations that didn't quite go your way. Could I see your hands? <laughs> I've told the story, right? When I was uh, you know, brand new off the boat and I'm showing the house in Rancho Santa Fe and I open up the door and I go, we got 37 guacamole trees in the backyard. Okay, uh, okay. so it cost me $120,000 commission to learn the word avocado, right? So that, here's the thing, what do you learn from that? You have to be willing to put it out there. He says, and that's what the mastery of Ogmandino is he would tell stories to communicate the difficult principles. Okay? Cat jumps up on a hot stove, never jumped up on a hot stove again. Okay? Put myself out there, didn't go well. Not putting myself out there again. He never jumped up on a coal stove either. Next, you guys are great at this, but we just have to receive it. No man or woman is an island. We don't get to do it alone. We don't need to do it alone. It's okay. It's not false humility. It's false pride when I say, I'm, I'm good, thank you. It's actually very hard. Most of the people in this room, how many of you would say you're a giver? Could I see your hands nice and high? You're just comfortable in the role of giving. Guess what we're normally pretty lousy at? Receiving. My mom, my whole life, just once, just once, I'd love to have me dinner handed to me. One time in me life, I'd like to have me dinner handed to me. Do you know how many times I try to hand my mother a dinner? Oh, get out of here. Terrible, you did it wrong. What the hell was that? <laughs> get up, I'll do it myself, get up. She, and she never will. It's hard to receive. It's hard to receive. And so this is a big deal. And so Og explains it very well, how we can't go it alone. No man or woman is an island. Success absolutely cannot be achieved alone. There is no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. All of us need help to gain, to achieve, to grow, or even to recover from disaster. Many years ago, Og tells a story. Back in the 1940s, there was a famous actress by the name of Lillian Roth, and she saw a great career go down in booze and alcohol. Years later, when she finally recovered, she wrote a famous book called I'll Cry Tomorrow, which became a wonderful movie also. And in her book, she wrote that she was absolutely powerless to do anything to change the conditions of her life until she was finally able to say three little words. I need help. We all need help. And nobody, absolutely nobody, makes it alone. So here's the key. We want to be focused, determined. Okay, I'm going to captain the ship. 
but there's no one who gets there alone. Can you imagine if one of your goals coming out? How many of you in the coaching right now? What if your goal was to say, I'm going to let my coach help me to the degree they're capable of? They have a lot more under the hood than you may be participating in. Are you receiving all the help that's there? Are you making yourself up and say, okay, how far can we go? Tell it to me like it is. Where do I need to grow? What can you do? How can you help me? Once I figured this part out for my own life, I, thank God I got a handle on this early. You know, I became very aware of what I did, couldn't do in life or what I didn't do in life or what I didn't do well. And there were so many things I couldn't do well that I became a guy when I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm a long way from home. I don't know the culture. I have this terrible motorcycle accident. I'm in debt. And what I, I, once I got exposed to, man, there's, there's people out there that have written books and done stuff like this. And then I found out this, the generosity of spirit in the American culture, which was shocking to me, that successful people that I had seen, maybe I knew them from church or from business or whatever else, and I'd say, would you mind if I took you to lunch? I'd just love to pick your brain. You're someone I really admire, and I just want your advice. I don't want anything from you. I just love your advice on some things. I, I'm going to say this. That little dialogue I just gave you, I, I've never had anyone in my life say no to me. And just go, and I, and I stayed disciplined. I didn't ask him for referrals. I didn't want him to business. If I had something later on, it was an investment opportunity, I never would ever say it. I just say, here's my situation. Here's where I'm at right now. What do you think? Sometimes I'd ask them, you know, what are the biggest mistakes you've ever made? And it was just amazing. And it'd always be great insight. And it'd be amazing how many times someone would say, well, oh, you want to read this book? And you want to read that book? And that's ultimately when I got going on this stuff. That's why, you know, I was so hungry for this. Where, where this all started was, with me and Joe Nego. Because I wanted to build a business based on values and principles like my father and grandfather had. Could you put your name to that? Exceed your customer's expectation. The more successful I became in real estate, I'd go to the conferences and it was find them, fleece them, and forget them. And I, I go to this conference and I meet this like-minded guy. And Joe and I have been brothers from a different mother for 27 years now, bro. And I would fly to Chicago, and he would fly to me. I've been at more Nego dinners than most Negos. <laughs> but what happened was I needed help, and Joe needed help. He wanted to grow. I wanted to grow. And rather than be weak and, and be all, you know, I do this and I do that, I was like, hey, here's where I'm struggling. I, Joe helped me increase my number of transactions. He was doing so many deals. I helped him increase his average sales price because I was able to do more expensive homes. We helped each other when, when it was time for assistance or teams or buying buildings or building. Boom, 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 boom. Now, it was difficult, but we did it, and we stayed in touch and so on and so forth. And that was why I knew right then and there, man, if, if one day, if I ever go do this stuff, I'm going to build a process where people can get help. And, and now that's all there. And so now it's not just the training and the coaching, but the magic is you guys have each other. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other, but pity anyone who has no one to help them up. If you're in this room, just so you know, you're not alone, no matter what you're, where you're at. We're here, and you all have each other. And then you have a lot of other relationships you have, and it's time to lean into those. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to seize the day. We're going to seize the day. What day do you have? And we're going to seize it by the scruff of the neck. The phrase I gave you yesterday was right out of that book, Today I Begin a New Life. I want you to set a goal in each one of these areas. I don't care if it's a short-term thing. I don't care if it's a super long-term thing. But it would be something that, man, I, this would be awesome. Spiritually, relationally, vocationally, financially. It would be awesome. Have all my debts paid off, have my house paid off, have three million bucks in retirement if you want to go that route. 
physically, emotionally. Many of you have been writing goals with me for a long time, but this is the seize the day goal. Just write whatever has been percolating inside that head of yours. It's more important what comes out of you onto this paper than anything that's been put into you. Pick up your pen and write and try to get into some kind of flow. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the session you just heard, Brian walked the audience through a writing exercise and to help you examine the areas where you can begin anew, our team put together a cool worksheet you can download at thebrianbuffinishow.com slash insiders. And as always, I'll leave you with a little Irish blessing from Brian's mum, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.